0: This podcast episode is brought to you by the Base Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Base Parlor app. what's up everybody welcome to the base parlor podcast i'm your host daryl stevens and today our special guest is an incredible poet actress podcast host out the atlanta area miss grande beauty what's up miss beauty hello how are you doing good doing good i'm glad you could join us here today i'm honored to be here this is awesome oh thank you thank you yeah so uh I've been looking at all your stuff on your Instagram page and everything like that. Obviously, you're incredibly, incredibly talented. Um, but let us know how you guys how'd you get started in in you know in poetry and being a poet, writing lyrics and everything.
1: Well, starting with poetry, I started um, when I was young. I was like eight years old. You know, I got intrigued by. Um, I always referenced the lighthouse book. There was this book called The Lighthouse with all. All these poems and um, and it was one called the attic with all these poems. And then you know he had all the Dr. Seuss stuff. So um, as a as a child, I really didn't feel I had a voice. So writing was my way to get out how I felt and and what I know actually couldn't say. So I started writing and and just learn learning about poetry and 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 being taught in school about different poets. It led me into writing poetry as a way to express myself. So it, it started at that level. And as I grew with age and and um, became knowledgeable of other poets like Maya Angelou and, and Nikki Giovanni and poets like that, um, it just strengthened my, my writing. And then when I saw performing poets like Georgia Me, you mm. know, Jill Scott, it took me to another level.
0: Right all those incredible poets, incredible poets. So like started out when you were young and then building up to now, did you usually write about things that, you know, were in your heart that affected you or did you, you were also writing about things that you saw and things that, you know, socially, politically, how, where's your material Mm -hmm. come from?
1: My, my main material comes from my heart and, and what I experience and things that I see. Um, I, I, I'm not a political poet, but I, I do write those things, you know, but those really aren't, those are the ones I really keep in my notebook. Um, but as far as, I'm, I write for women mostly, just from the heart of a woman, just expressing myself as to how we feel through heartbreak, being sister, mama, auntie, lover, you know, uh, facing the world, being a black woman. Um, so it, it comes from there. Um, I even write, you know, just through conversations with women sharing things with me, I have written about those things. Uh, I've written about domestic violence, even though I haven't been through it, but just experiencing and seeing it, having a family member, you know, lose her life through it. So those are things that I didn't personally happen to me, but right. it personally affected affect me.
0: Right, right. Man, oh man! I mean, that's that's some heavy stuff. That's a really heavy stuff. So, you yeah, talked about not feeling. Yeah, you talked about not feeling heard. You know, especially early on in your life. Did the poetry actually help with that? Help with feeling heard, gaining confidence, and all that?
1: Yes, it did. It helped me. Hmm. It was. It was like therapy. So, I can explain it that way. Just writing on the paper and putting how I felt on paper. You know, being a child, you can't say certain things, you know, right. in your household. So, my way of getting it out was to write it down, you know, and express <laughs> it that way and and, and keep it. it. Or ball it up and throw it away because I got it out and okay, now I'm done with it.
0: Right, right. Now that makes sense. And then, you know, so you, you experienced writing, like you said, you started at eight and writing all the way through. How that transition go to actually performing your poetry? Because that's a whole nother beast when you bring in performing it, not just writing it.
1: Yeah, it is a whole nother beast. Um, Like I say, I can go back to like the Deaf Poetry Jam and just seeing poets stand on stage because, you know, I was just used to poets with book in the books and maybe getting on stage with the book and, you know, reciting something, but the art um, changed for me when I saw Deaf Poetry Jam and I saw like Georgia Me and um when artists like Tree came out and Erica Badu and um Jill Scott came out, it was like, oh like they they're singing poetry and you have like Natalie the flowest and she's flowing with the poetry. It was just different. And then when I start um, just getting older and coming into myself as a woman, um it it just, it just flowed different. And I was like, I love what I saw, you know? Um, and for me, it reached another level of people because everybody's not poetically inclined and they're not, you know, as eager to listen. And, um, so it, it drew people in a different, you know, a different, um, caliber of people to listen to what I had to say, because it had uh, music behind it so right. that's
0: pretty much how I got into that okay okay and I've seen a couple Uh, I'm not sure if you've been to them you might have been a poet at a few of them I know Queen Sheba she's done a couple yeah. like hip hop versus poetry and I know mm-hmm. the, the ones I've been to would, when the poets have you know you know the hip hop always got music behind it but the poetry's got a, a music behind it it's something about that poetry when you got music behind it you know it, it, it got the music plus the words like touch your heart you know? So yeah. what is it about what do you think it is about poetry? Um, even though hip hop is very similar, but what is it about the poetry that has an extra emphasis that really touches your heart?
1: First off, first off, shouts out to Queen Sheba. Yeah. Um, I just we were just together probably like two weeks ago. We did a um a shoot for a video, no, a show. So okay. I was just actually with her. Um, so the and that's another. Thing. those the what we call them is all battle poets or um you know that I I wish I could do that but I can't (laughs) (laughs) um but I think the slam poets that what we call them slam poets Mm -hmm. um I think what it is because people really connect poetry with such a Private, emotional, and personal place is why they take it so different from hip hop. And and, you know, I had to explain this when I got signed to. I was signed to a a local record label here, uh, Monster Music, and I was the first poet on the label. They only had R and B, and they had hip hop. And they were used to putting on a beat, and all the dudes got in there in a circle with their notebooks, just making up stuff. And he would give me a beat like. And I'm thinking I'm supposed to sit there and write something. I'm like, no, poetry is different. Like, I, I need to swim in this. I, I have to feel this. Like, I'm not just going to go in there and make up something about Ferrari, you know, Ferraris and, right. and, and Porsches and rhyming about selling drugs and money. Like, this is personal. Mm. So I think that's why when people are at those slams, I think that's why the poetry side of it is like, a ooh, because they know it's coming from a deep place. It's coming from in here not just made up so it can rhyme and go with a beat right now that makes sense amazing
0: hits you on a whole different Mm -hmm. level you know resonates on a whole different level yes so that makes sense so yes uh, you know and i've seen obviously you've seen thousands of poets and, and i've seen quite a few as well um other than like the vulnerability and the like the connection with the words what are some other things that you think make a great poet Mm. like poet as far as performance not just, just the writing
1: that, but the, the performance part of it just connecting with their audience with the audience you know okay. just connection you have to connect I've seen poets with an awesome poem but they did not connect with the audience mm-hmm. and I've seen some poets with some poems I'm like what are they talking about but they are entertaining Is I don't know what and so they have your attention and you look at them like what's going on but they're connecting with the crowd even right. though it's nothing we can relate to or we don't know what they're talking about so you have to have that connection so that that's the major thing
0: right yeah that makes sense that makes sense how is that has that connection with the crowd your experience as a poet connecting with the crowd um, has that translated at all to helped you at all as, as a podcaster now because you also have have an incredible podcast as well.
1: Yes, it it really did. Um, it's it's amazing how everything kind of makes a domino effect. Like you start from one place, and that place takes you to acting, and it takes you to hosting, and it you know because you have a voice. So people are like, oh, you want to host this, or you want to host my show, and I'm like, me. So when um I was presented the opportunity to do the, the podcast. It was pretty much based off, you know, I had the platform as a poet and then how I talk on Facebook because I'm very vocal about issues um, and women issues. And it was like, you have something to say. So it is it's awesome to sit behind the mic and express myself through the podcast. So being a poet, being a host and all that, it, it really, it really prepared me to do the the podcast it really okay. did so it's it's awesome it's awesome
0: okay and let us know for everybody uh for everybody listening let us know the name of the podcast again where to find it
1: the name of the podcast is um oh lord, lord i forgot the name of my, my podcast um sitting <laughs> <City> with Grande. <laughs> where is my mind at but yeah that that's the name of my podcast um it is it's awesome it's, it's point of view is my point of view. So point of view with grande beauty is, it's just my point of view on things. Not saying that it's right. Not saying that it's law, but I just want to open up people's minds to different point of view. So, right. yeah, right. so it's, it's, it's everywhere. So you find it on Spotify and everywhere.
0: Okay. If nothing else to be interesting, you know, that's the main thing I know to be interesting.
1: Yeah. Most
0: definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let us know. Think back over the past couple years. Um, you know, give us one or two things that you've that you've learned, uh, either as a poet, you know, a, a writer or a performer over the past couple of years.
1: Ooh. I've learned so much. I've learned patience a whole lot. I've learned patience, and I've learned how to just swim in in my moments, um, because oftentimes, we, we want something so bad, we want something to take off, and we want to be seen and it's not time. So I have learned patience and allowing time to do what it does. And coming with ages turning 40, it really opened my eyes up to just so much in life and just being like, oh, like so much is just not important that I felt was so important. And I, I've just learned to be patient with life, be patient with uh, my success, be patient with everything that's coming and embracing uh, myself. Yeah.
0: Right. And that's that's some great advice. That's some really good advice. Absolutely. And uh lastly, yeah, just let us know uh what you got in store for 2021. I know some great things.
1: You know what? 2021 is so interesting. Um it has taken on a life of its own for me and I and I pray that it continues. Um, cuz you know with the pandemic in 2020 stuff shut down, um you know, so I had shows and, you know, they had to get counseled, but I was not in the realm that I am in now. So January 1st, I put out my poetry book, uh, Evidence of the Things Unseen. And I start pushing it, and I'm pushing it. Doors start opening up. Um, different opportunities start coming to me. And I'm just like, whoa, what happened? What's happening? And, and God was like, Well, you ask for this? Like. It's, it's time. It's time. You, it's time. Get to moving. Right. So 2021 for me is like everything that everything is manifesting. And okay. I know now that I'm ready for what I wasn't ready for. Like when I was on the road at 30, 31, 32, I'm performing with Georgia me and I'm performing with uh, Tommy Bottoms and all these people and on the stage of Queen Sheba. But mentally and emotionally, I was not ready. So right. it took me 10 years to be prepared for everything that is coming now. So everything that's happening now, the book drop, um, I'm on here with you. <laughs> um, it's so much happening. Um, and I'm learning to embrace it. And I know now I'm, I'm mature enough to handle it mentally and emotionally.
0: Absolutely. Now's the time. Now's the time. And I see the books are getting great reviews, too, on Amazon. So that's that's a good thing. That's a really good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed. I'm amazed. You know, I put out different things. I put out two CDs. I can say this right here for me is so different. This um I need to see you. I, I I'm glad to send you, send it to you. Um yeah, but it's so it's so different. Yeah. Okay. Um it's like my baby and and just the way everybody's taken to it is so amazing. It's amazing to me, but I'm embracing it.
0: All right. Embrace the moment. Swim in the moment. I like the way you say it. Swim in the moment. hmm. Yeah. So uh, once again, everybody, this is an uh, incredible poet, actress and podcast host of the Atlanta area. Yes. Miss Grande Beauty. I appreciate again joining us here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.